Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of This Is Gonna Hurt. Yeah, boy. Guys, I missed y'all. Aww. So, welcome back. We are This Is Gonna Hurt, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Like always, we're going to introduce everybody around the table, answer a question, and then we're going to get rolling. <laughs> so we're going to start to my left. Just make sure you introduce yourself. Because it's D&D. Yep. Your character. Oh <laughs> and then our question for today is, what class would you say the guy sitting to your right is? Uh-oh. So not yourself, the guy okay. sitting to your right. I'm scared. If you're not sure which direction that is, just raise your hand. Regardless of what people say, don't get angry. All right, so we're going to start with Jeremy to my left. Hey, my name's Jeremy. Hi, guys. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, I okay. play Lorthamar Theron. I think we're level seven. We are. And, we are yeah, level nice. seven. Yeah, nice. I'm glad I got that one. Even the DM's uh, level seven. <laughs> and uh, I am a an Eldritch Knight fighter. And uh, to your question, Stephen, the person to my right is Stephen, and I think... He would be a rogue because he's all about the sneaky sneak. <laughs> I didn't know what I was about. To say. <laughs> I, I think I agree. I agree. You're you're low key but powerful. Ooh. I like that answer better. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sorry, the sneaky Jeremy. sneak. <laughs> Jeremy just made it sound like that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was looking out my window and Steve was there. I was like, hey, Steve. <laughs> no, just kidding. Listener, go outside right now. Take a peek. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> cool. Hey, everybody. I'm Owen. I am the DM, and I'm really, really excited for this session. I've been waiting for them to get to the Plain of Water, which is where they are now. I've been waiting for that for a while now. Jeremy is a paladin. He is the extreme of lawful good. <laughs> totally. One, one time, I thought he did something wrong, and it turns out I was wrong. Um, <laughs> no, he is. He really is. He's a good guy. He, he follows the rules, but doesn't make it look like a nerd, which is really cool. He's also just like a, a boulder with arms and legs. So he's like, you know. Graveler. Imposing. Like, if you were an undead, you'd flee. At his, but I think that's at his anybody. Coming. Yeah, well, <laughs> definitely. So, any response? <laughs> I got nothing. I do agree, though. I would agree. Hello, everybody. Um, my name's Craig. I play Windark Thesis, the Dragonborn Barbarian. The person to my right is Owen. Now, I gotta be careful with my answer. However, <laughs> I, it, it took me a few seconds to think about it. I'll accept anything. However, yeah, I think you'll like this one, honestly. Um, I believe you're a paladin. You have very strong conviction. Paladin buddies! Woo! When you have a belief, you stick to it. And that's, that's how I envision paladins. And I think I agree. Rule with an iron fist. <laughs> but it's not, it doesn't slap you. It's just like, you know, pats you on the head, but you, you know it's there. Cool. Hey, everybody. It's Alex. I play uh, Korath, Earthforged Orthane. And um, you almost said Stoneblast. I did. It's, yeah, old nicknames die hard. That's right. And Korath. Doesn't die hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis does. So the gentleman to my right, I mean, you just heard his silky pipes, is Craig playing Windar. I really didn't want to say this, but say I it. think Craig is a bard because he's just... <laughs> it's he, true. He's, he's, yeah. he's a musical dude. He's super charismatic. His, he has like random knowledge. He, he's, yeah. Like bards yeah. do. Yeah, he has really random knowledge. He, he has like, he just has a twinkle in his eye that makes the ladies swoon. Oh. Um, it's true. So yeah, Craig is, Craig is a, is a bard. 
Hi guys, this is Steven again. I play a Tempest Diviner named Brimley. You think I would have thought about this more because I came up with this question yesterday and I know who sits next to me. All the time. <laughs> Every session. <laughs> the only thing I could really come up with is that I kind of feel like Alex is a warlock. War- Whoa, I did not Whoa. expect this. I'm really excited about That's this. That's cool. And it's for really weird reasons. Because they have like a really specific like area of knowledge, kind of, and it's it comes from like a source. And to me, Brooklyn is the source of Alex's power. <laughs> Apparently, everything has defined me. Alex has made a dark pact with Brooklyn. With Lord Beerus, Beera Hatham. Hey, yeah, I, I mean that was like I don't know why, and to me, like I just picture. Alex in like a warlock's robes somehow. Just, it's just my he does, he's the embodiment castle. of like a warlock to me, and I can't really explain why. I was gonna, I, yeah, I was gonna say that too. Yeah. I think I was gonna, I was torn between warlock and wizard. See, I kept going back and forth too. But I think that's just the Brooklyn that's all over you. Yeah. Why does wait? What it's is just, what does Brooklyn have to do with If okay, listen. <laughs> if wizards are real, <laughs> they live in Brooklyn. <laughs> all of them, every single one. <laughs> They all live in Brooklyn. I'm very confused. Because you can wear whatever you want and no one will ever notice. Like, I'm very confused, but okay. <laughs> Williamsburg. Well, Wizards only, fool. It's really it's secretly called Wizardsburg. Wizardsburg. <laughs> Wizardburg. Cool. <laughs> okay. Before I throw it back over to Owen, we don't have a whole lot of shout outs right now, but we did just want to shout out uh, Fenderall. Sounds like an elven name. He sent us an email on the Gmail, and he's from England, and he listens to our podcast, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. So shout out to you, man. God, we got an email from across the lake, pond, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever the phrase is. Pond. Pond. The puddle? It's the pond. Where have you been for your, your entire life? <laughs> Under a rock? <laughs> under Korath? Patrick. Korath's not a rock. Oh, God. Oh, all right. I've been living under Korath most of my life. And we also just want to throw a shout out to Trevor. Uh, he's the first person to ask us to sign stuff, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we're not sure why, but thank you. Right. <laughs> no, that's that's, that's kind awesome. of our <laughs> like. <laughs> cool. So that's all of us, and now we're gonna throw it over to Owen to find out where the heck we are. What's up? Nothing much. It's me, Owen, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I'm gonna do a bit of a catch up. From not the whole thingamajig, but just from the last session that we played. So the last, I don't know, what was that, three or four episodes that you probably just listened to? Yeah, that sounds right. So our four adventurers have sunk to a new low in their quest to defeat the monarch. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Finding themselves at the bottom of the Great Lake Briasana, they entered the water temple and had to rise to the occasion or become drenched in baddies. When they reached the top, they came face to face with their old aqua inkedence... Mm. Oh, uh, oh. Toko. I, I like acquaintance. <laughs> acquaintance. Half of the crew couldn't bring themselves to fight uh, after being flooded with emotion, but Lorthamar and Brimley were able to drown out their hesitations and put Toko down. After sending an unconscious Toko to the surface of the lake with Korat's new friend Trevor, hey Trevor, <laughs> the four swam their way through the portal and into the elemental plane of water. What will they find? Who knows? Well, we're going to find it right now. All right? <laughs> so... As you can imagine, you swim your way through the portal into the elemental plane of water, and you find yourselves 
in more water. There is a massive expanse of liquid around you that seems to glow a light blue despite you not seeing the sun anywhere around you. Because again, you're underwater. A quick taste tells you the water is fresh water. In fact. Ooh. And there's a scattering of fish that dart away as they're alerted by your presence. Now you notice that there are these spherical sections, like these almost like, I don't want to say orbs because they don't look that solid. Bubbles? You, yeah, almost like <laughs> bubbles, but if but a bubble underwater. Yeah, I guess it would still look so like <laughs> it, it would be a bubble. It's a bubble. So you see these, these large bubbles, <laughs> oh, bubbles. In, <laughs> in various places around you, and you find yourself uh, that right below you is sand. So you came out of this portal, and then cut out of the sandstone is said portal, and there's sand around you. Now about five feet in front of you, there's a cliff. It's a drop-off. And then past that... You don't see any bottom. You don't see any top. And forward, it seems as if the water goes on forever. Now, I want to describe kind of the, th the four cardinal directions around you, okay? Maybe, I don't know, 100 yards past the cliff. See, so there seems to be an island, like a chunk of earth just suspended in the water. And if you were to look behind you, in the way, way, way distance you see what might be cliffs, and then to your left and right, maybe, I don't know, 20 feet from where you're standing, are kelp forests with paths that seem to be kind of cut through the kelp. This is what you find. Okay, so looking forward, these bubbles, there's, is there any kind of earth floating in them? No. No, okay. Um, Not with these particular bubbles, no. Okay. Okay. And they're, they're not, like, moving upward, as you might expect bubbles to do. They're stationary. They're, 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 they're hovering, they're moving this way or that. Almost like if you just kind of, like, let a baseball go in space. Okay. It would just kind of, you know. Uh, I don't know why I picked baseball. But. How far is the edge from where we are? Like, I don't know, five feet. Okay. Korath is just going to walk over to the edge and just look over and see if the sheer face has anything, like, kind of, like, jutting out from it. It does not. Okay. Just sandy, rocky, sandstone cliffs. Okay. Windar sees Korath kind of peer over, um, and he points at him, but Windar looks like I looks at the kelp forest also just to see if he can take another look at it, but he messages Korath and says, what do you see? This is, t this is telepathic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Korath, Korath looks around real quick and realizes that this is magic mumbo-jumbo uh, that he is only recently familiar with. And he says, I don't see anything. Sheer cliff. And Windar puts up a, a thumbs up. I don't know if Korath can see it, but he just puts up a thumbs up just as, as acknowledgement. You're only five feet away. Five. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know if he's looking at me. That's why. Never mind. Windar, um, he starts moving towards the kelp forest just to get a better look at it. And wants to peer into it and see what he can find. Cool. Roll me a perception check. Okay. Nine for perception. Before I tell you what happens, are Brimley and Lorthamar are doing anything? So you, you guys popped out, maybe took a few moments, and been like, oh, hey. Korath moved forward, Windar moved. Did you, head, did you kind of move towards the left or the right kelp forest? The one on the left side or the right side of you? The one on the left. Okay. So Brimley's going to go stick his head into the right kelp forest and take a look around, see if there's any like seahorses just hanging out. You can out. also roll me a perception check. Cool. Uh, it's a 13. Cool. Is Lorthamar doing anything before I tell them what they... 
I'm sorry. Did you describe how deep it seemed we were? Like from from is there any like any if view of a surface the sand cliff that you're standing on? Yeah. If you look up, you can't imagine there's it's just a, infinite. A, a surface. Yes. Okay. Right. I think. Um, I guess actually, why don't all of you roll me Arcana checks, or I'll let history with disadvantage. Just just as the like as you like entering the plane and you now you're here, just to see if anything popped into any of your heads about the place that you're in. So we'll start with Lorthmark because you, you kind of asked the question. I got a nineteen. Okay. Anybody beat a nineteen? No. Okay, just just uh, what'd you get, Steve? Uh sixteen? Eighteen. Twelve. Alright, so I think actually all of you would know this much that you've heard that the elemental plane of water is infinite ocean in every direction, that there is no bottom. People who rolled higher than a fifteen would kind of piece together and maybe question why like where this cliff like, why is there a cliff if, they're, if we're in a place that's supposed to have no bottom? You need some sort of maybe further intelligence check to kind of reason things out, but it's, it's not, like, deeply unsettling. You know, it's <laughs> just like, hey, wait, maybe, what's going on here? So, yeah, did, so did you actually want to do something? You had mentioned, you described there was an island off the, off the like, the side of the cliff, like, somewhere in the, okay, so I wanted to take out my Eye of the Eagle. Okay. And I want to try to use it to look at this cliff side, or, like, this island that you had mentioned. I have the eagle just like Lorthamar looking really hard, right? Yeah, exactly. It's really just it's me squinting a little squint. bit. It's a little squint. Does he do um, binoculars? Yes. He does, okay. He has to, yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't. His hands um, turn into binoculars. All right, yeah. So roll a perception check, and your eyes of the eagle grant you advantage, as you very well know. Yeah. And <laughs> they're all the same thing. Is that like a double crit again? Like uh, same thing? <laughs> no. Okay, dang. Um, all right, so then I'll that's... I'll let you add plus one to the total because you're oh, the same number. I don't know why. I just, I just, I just want to. That's Pity. cool because that means it's a 20... <laughs> Math? <laughs> 25. That's 25. what it is. 25. All right, so you notice... <laughs> Brain fart. As your eyes hone in, you notice two things. The first thing you notice is that the chunk of earth in front of you is covered, completely covered in shells. So bivalves, which are like mussels and clams and scallops and things like that, but as well as snails, just covered. At first you're like, man, that's really rocky and colorful. And you're like, wait a minute, no, those are shells. And then the other thing you notice, and you just see it, is that to the left and the right of this floating rock, there, it's, it's what you could only describe as like underwater rivers to the left and right. And they're kind of these loops and the loop kind of gets really close to this rock. And then they both kind of go on their way. So there's these two loops on either side of it. They look kind of like underwater rivers. So you're doing that. I want to tell you what you hear. Windar hears nothing, sees nothing. You see more kelp. Brimley, on the other hand, hears conversation. You hear talking in a language I think you actually know. I do. You know Primordial. I do. Right? So yeah. you actually hear um, the words. It's, uh, it's more musical than um, I can make my voice. <laughs> but it sounds like, what was that over there? Yes, I, I think I heard something too. And you hear various things like that. Water breathing a, doesn't mo- grant us the ability to like speak underwater, right? Correct. Okay. 
So you hear this melodious voice, and you're like, oh yeah, like, oh, I think, I think I heard it coming from, from near that ring in the sand. And you hear the rustling of kelp. Cool. Brimley's going to pull out his orb just so he has it ready. Brimley doesn't have a message, so he's also going to, like, kind of wave his arms around in the air, in the water, over his head to try to get, like, somebody's attention. I don't know if anybody would be looking this way or paying attention. I'm neck deep in kelp, so I don't see nothing. Uh, I think the only... I think Korath is kind of facing you because Windar, you know, had talked to you, and right. then you'd be like, no, nothing's over here, and you, you turned around. So I think I think Korath would be facing you. I think this is the moment where Lorthamar is really peering out at the island. So I think gotcha. Korath would be the only person. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, Korath's going to walk over to Brindley because he sees all this waving. Dude, like, oh, man, one of us should have taken a sign language as our language. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually brilliant. It's Shrunian sign language. That's actually brilliant. I've yeah. never thought to even do that with a character. Yeah. That's really cool, actually. Wow. Yeah, I don't have message or anything. This is great. So if you try and communicate with Brimbley, I will give you my black chip for advantage. That's, that, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I want Brimley to roll a dexterity check okay. with disadvantage. Disadvantage. Because you're underwater. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Doesn't get much worse than that. The bad one is a six. Cool. Wait, is that a... It's three. It was a three, right? Here's a three. Oh, wait, that's not my die. Yeah. Mine's shiny. You take uh, four points of damage. Cool. And you're as you're bonked on the head, as something what? just quickly comes out and... You would probably have to like close your eyes to react to it, but Korath can see there is a greenish-skinned humanoid that just kind of like, kind of flew out of the kelp and just smashed into Brimley as he was like standing there at the edge of the kelp. And there is a another younger-looking greenish humanoid with him. So these are two male guys. They have light green skin. They have dark green hair. They have webbed fingers. And they're not wearing too much clothes. Um, I imagine mm-hmm. not even not, more than loincloths, like shorts. Like they have ragged shorts. And you see that on their on their sides near their ribs, there are these long slits. And they bump into you, and they're just kind of like freeze there for a moment as they just kind of like look you up and down. When they Brimley... have this look of shock on their face, and now you you know you can see them. Right. Would Brimley recognize what they are? Like has he ever seen something like that? You could before? roll me a. Arcana check or a nature check with disadvantage. Can Korath do the same? Yes. Okay, gotcha. okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll a na- uh, nature with disadvantage if you want to roll nature. Or you can do Arcana. I'm going to do Arcana. Not Probably to, better. Just a question. Are we, would we at this point be able to hear yeah, a commotion think, or anything? I think, or? I think uh, the moving around and stuff and Lorthamar and Windar would probably be kind of back in this. So can, can I also roll to see if I recognize what this is? Sure. All right. 23 in total. I got a non-natural 20. 17. Got a 9. Okay, so everybody except the guy who initially said, <laughs> I wonder what these things are. So the three of you, Lorthamar, Korath, and Windar, uh, recognize them from maybe some book or, you know, something. We saw a wind as, version uh, of them a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So they're water ganasi. The, the genie told me. Yeah, so they're, they're water ganasi. And, yeah, they live in here, the planet of water. Some of them do, at least. Okay. Cool. And again, they're they're he's just kind of staring there, uh, floating there, just kind of staring at you. Now he's like still, right, and waiting to waiting for you to make a move essentially. 
So Brimley's gonna like shrug his shoulders at him and then like point to the the sand circle behind him and kind of like mime like we floated through there with like his hands and like doing like some charades type situation. Okay, you hear a voice come from his throat and it you can understand it perfectly. Uh, he doesn't move his mouth, but it says, "What? What? 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 What are you? What are you? Why are you pointing?" Brimley's gonna point at his mouth and shake his head and like try to like signal that he can't speak out loud in the water. Ah, and he he points um, kind of like upward because there's a bubble, you know, right. I don't know, twenty thirty feet above you maybe. And him and the other guy they swim up towards the bubble. Cool. Window <laughs> follows. Just the, just just the thing. What's up? Korat's wearing heavy armor. You are. That's true. Yeah, so I can't make it up there. I gotta make like if I want to swim anywhere, I gotta really make like. The high strength checks. So, I think Lorthamar and Windar can, based on your armor, you can move freely. But I'm going to say because Brimley is small, wearing medium armor, armor, mm-hmm. and Korath is medium sized, wearing heavy armor. I'm going to need an athletics check. Okay. In order for you to, you know, like if you're just like moving. You know, I still think you could kind of kick off the ground like you're walking on the moon. But right. in order to, like, go any amount of distance... And then tread water after the bubble. Yeah, like you're, you're going to need to make... I'm going to put it as a strength... Uh, as a Yeah, as a strength of 13. Okay. So if you have athletics, you can use that. If you don't, it's just straight strength. 13? 13. Athletics? Yeah, or strength if, if you don't have athletics. I think I have it. Steve is shaking his head in disgrace. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, that's a 15. <laughs> All right. So, Korath, you're able to follow him, and I'm going to say you're able to break the... It, it's an air bubble. Right. You're, you're able to break that surface. Once I get into the air bubble, can I, like, can I, like, enter through the side of the air bubble and then use my, my, my winged boots to kind of just stand in the air in the air bubble? You absolutely can. That's okay, cool. ingenious, actually. Um... <laughs> So we're, I don't. We're need- Lorthamar. I'm guessing Brimley cannot. So Brimley did not do so hot. Um, I'm thinking he's just kind of like jumping on the ground, trying to get enough to like lift off, and he's just not doing it. So he keeps kind of like just floating back down to like the the cliff. Once once Korath notices that Brimley is struggling, can he lightly throw one of his spears with the rope rope attached to it down towards the sand near him? Yes, you can. I'm just, still going to actually make you roll an attack roll okay. at Brimley, and if you crit fail, you're actually going to hit Brimley. Okay. If you crit fail. If I crit fail. <laughs> what is that? That is, what is that? It's a 19, so okay. it's, a, it's, a 20, it's a 29. <laughs> okay. So you, yeah, you don't hit Brimley. Oh, wait, no, it's not a 29. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a... It's still obscenely high? It's... <laughs> It's a 27. Still high. Cool, yeah. So you hit the <laughs> spot you were aiming for and not Brimley. And there's a rope there, so you can start to um, shimmy up the rope. Scurry up that. I'm going to... I think, because you're, you're, you're still buoyant underwater, even though yeah. you have this armor on, I'm not even going to make you roll like a climb check cool. on that, because I think you could you could pull yourself pretty easy. Are you, Lorthamar and Windar, swimming upward towards the bubble? I mean, I'm assuming we made it there before Korath, right? Because you were swimming faster. Oh, yeah, or did you, you definitely did. Yeah, so then I, I was actually gonna, I, I I was gonna offer to help Brimley out with uh the the guys can just put it's over it's past. So I I go into the air bubble and I just guess 
just want to communicate with these. They're they're also in the air bubble. Or are they sitting outside of it. They're in the air bubble. So there's a big there's a big air bubble. They're in the air bubble. Wow. It is a very large air bubble. Okay. It's probably 15 feet diameter across. Yeah. So I know Korath can float in the air bubble. Mm-hmm. Do these two just have like their heads sticking in the air bubble? Yes. And the rest? Okay, cool. So Korath <laughs> is kind of just floating in the middle of it. The the two of these guys, Lothamar and Windar, they have their heads sticking out. And the water Ganassi, they actually like, I don't want to say they're like standing on the water, but they kind of like come out of the water enough and they're like, they're only like below their knees are still in the water. And they're kind of just like huh. able to do that just by like very casually like flippering their feet. <laughs> and so, yeah, so you, so Brimley is still climbing the rope <laughs> at this point. So Never skip like that. As, as Brimley is... As Brimley is climbing the rope, the older one says, So, why? Sorry. It's. And he reaches in his mouth and he kind of just like twiddles his tongue a little bit. It's been a while. <laughs> why? What are you doing here? Windar looks at him, kind of figures that. Can, can he. Piece together that like or yeah, can you piece together that because the air gana- uh, the the water ganasi's in an air bubble, it's harder for him to speak. Right. Or, okay. Um, Windar points at him. Actually, no, no. He says one second and plops back down under underwater. Points at him and messages. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's hard, if it's too difficult in air, you can come here and I can talk to you like this. As soon as you start speaking. You're in the water, but you can still see like the vague silhouette of him doing this. He puts his hands on his head and he begins looking around. What? What is? What is magic? What is this? Oh crap! Uh, and he looks around him in a panic. Calm, calm down. I, I think you're experiencing a, uh, a spell. Spell? Yes. Uh, I like I go to Windar and I like, try to get him back up here. I swim back up and pop my head in. And at say, this point, Brimley is. Halfway up the rope. Woo! <laughs> Doing it! <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say, uh, we, some of our group has a spell that allows us to communicate without actually saying anything. So I apologize for that. Um, we, we are here because we came through a portal. And uh, I think our mission is to uh, lock down some sort of... Prison. Yes. Prison? I do not know this word. Is there a fire element anywhere down here that you might know about? This is plain of water. <laughs> Yellow. Yes, floating earth man. <laughs> he sees your leg. My name is Korath. We're from the material plane, and we're here to um take care of this, like, mean bad guy who he's been like divided and part of him is here and we have to make sure he doesn't get out do you have like a shaman or an elder or a leader we can talk to uh yes we do can we see him (laughs) my people do not like outsiders follow me to edge of village is this, is this right? I, I, I think, think that's the right word. And I will see. K- 
can uh, Korath real quick take his water skin uh-huh. and fill it with air before he leaves? I think Korath, like, I mean, my thought process is less for breathing because we kind of have that covered right now, but more for making Korath a little bit lighter. Yeah. So just so. breathing. Oh in, yeah, yeah. You could do that. You could just do like that. Yeah, yeah, breathing yeah, 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 CO2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could definitely do that. Yeah. So Korath is gonna quickly do that. I'm really glad we started adding the sound effects, Steve. Great. <laughs> All right. You okay. have a balloon of air. You feel slightly lightheaded, and both the Ganazi drop into the water, and they swim right past Brimley. <laughs> And they kind of reach the bottom of the sand. Okay, Korath drops back down. And the younger one kind of like beckons to follow. He would, in human standards, he's like a teenager. Korath's going to wait for a minute until they um, start moving because he's going to get a little running start and dive through the bubble in the direction that they're going rather than, rather than sink and, and, I see what you mean. and float because it's wasted energy. Nobody's going to turn around and <clears throat> going down the rope. Just hold on. I'm, I'm, I'll just pull you. If you guys do this conversation really fast, you guys can actually be back so that he's like just reaching the bottom of the rope and you guys are, oh, we know everything. We're going to go. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So. Were they speaking to us in common or primordial? In the, in the bubble, they were talking in common. Okay. In the, when he spoke to you as a group underwater, he's speaking in common. When they were talking to each other in the kelp. It was primordial. Okay. Um, specifically Aquan. When the three of you reach the sand, Brimley is still climbing down, or you, he wouldn't I be able like to I'd be climbing down. But he I'm wouldn't be able to sink faster than us. If I like go, like if I stop trying to like fight it upwards, I feel like I think he. Yeah, you could jump and just kind of sink down. I don't right. think you would um, beat them. You wouldn't beat them because I because I think. By the time he noticed, you know, like, I don't think he'd be, like, staring up as he's going. I feel like he'd kind of be focusing. I'm picturing him staring at the rope, and then they're, like, they kind of sail by, and he just, like, looks to the left and right. And he's like, seriously? <laughs> That's kind of what I'm picturing. Um, <laughs> Great. You reach the bottom, and they, they start to swim into the kelp. Before they do, they turn around, and the older one puts up his hand, and he says, and again, it's uh, more put together underwater even though it's still slightly slower. My name is Dylan. This is Finn. Come with us and wait when we say to wait. And they swim slowly down a path to the left. Uh, like from, from where you're originally standing, your original point, the way that uh, Windar was kind of looking into, they start going down a path that way. And they go so you can follow. Do you guys do anything while you're... Uh, Windar points to Brimbley. And mutters into his head, when they say wait, don't go anywhere. I, oh, wait, I, I can talk now. Yay. Oh, Six seconds. Sorry, because he messes me. <laughs> when they say wait, where? What? Where are you guys going? Points again. Just come down here and follow our lead. I'm working on it, but you left me out in the middle of the water. Stop. Points one more time. Your choice, not mine to wear that. I, uh, I take out my, my rope of climbing, mm-hmm. and I kind of go to each one of the group, and I start, like, tying us together. Together? 
Okay. okay. So I, does anybody not allow that? You guys I'm on board. Okay. Yeah, it all happens. Korath puts his rope and spear away. Just to remind you and the listener, you do have your black chips. Yeah. We haven't yes. rolled too Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, still have, you still have that red chip? Yes. Again, yeah. don't, don't save it too long. Right, yeah. The more you use it, the more you can earn things like that. Right, I don't want to keep it from anyone else. So, yeah, so they swim. They swim. And they swim. And they swim. And every so often you see like the kelp just move out of the way and you see that you're not moving too far from the cliff. You're kind of moving along the cliff. And eventually the kelp clears and in front of you there is a small spattering of domed sandstone structures. And they have carvings on them. Um, Some of them have like shells kind of like concreted into them. And outside are a bunch of water ganassi. Your rough estimation would be there's just like 30 of them just like outside yeah. these huts. They, you know, some of them have spears in their hand, but more than anything, they're just kind of lounging about. You know, some of the huts have like a rope on the outside and there are live fish with like the rope like woven through their like mouth and their gills and stuff. Uh, there's no doors. It's all just strings of shells, the big heavy rock at the bottom that kind of like weigh them down like you know, um, a doorway in the 70s. <laughs> um, and, like, as soon as you get there, the Ganassi who introduced himself as Dylan, uh kind of, like, turns and just puts up two hands, and then he and Finn swim into the village. As they do, you see 30 sets of eyes hit them and then hit you, and you see anyone who looks like they could be under the age of eight get ushered into a hut. And even you see these two younger female Ganassi, who again, in human standards, they may be like six years old, they, who start swimming towards Dylan, and he kind of just like shoes them and they, they swim and they go into probably the largest hut. How tall, how tall are these people? How tall, they're human-sized. Okay. So. Yeah, so they're anywhere from, I don't know, five to six feet okay. tall, uh, the Average. adults. Yeah. And he swims into what is probably the second largest hut. And he's in there for, I don't know, five minutes. Anybody do anything while... I have my eyes at the eagle. I'm taking them out and I'm kind of again peering to see if I can see anything closer. I get a a better view of the village if there's any key points that I should know, like any weapons that I should be worried about, stuff like that. Okay, so you're, you're analyzing the situation there... You count six spears that look like they're made probably of shells. Other than that, there you know you see the occasional um, net. They're kind of reaching up from some of the huts. There are actually nets, and at the top, there's I don't know, something at the top that seems to be like helping them float. And they're like because only because of your eyes of the eagle do you even sh- like see like little sharp things in the nets. Wait, so we're floating in Other the water. Other than that, you, you're kind of like on the moon. So you're like... We're on the ground and the, you're and the huts on the are ground. Floating. No, the huts are on the ground. Okay. Huts are in the cliffs. Yeah. yeah. And the nets are floating. The oh, nets God, are floating. God. The nets oh, are floating. Sorry, I was confused. So, yeah. So after about five minutes, Dylan emerges from the hut that he was in. And with him is something that's not a Ganassi. It's 
a humanoid from the waist up. He's, you, you presume it's a he. He has masculine features. From the waist down, though, he's the body of a fish. And he has kind of a large, gnarled staff in his hands. And he doesn't have hair, but on his chin are, like, tentacles that kind of create almost a beard. And I mean literal tentacles, not like Gross. not like the tendrils of Windar's hair. I mean, like, with, with suction cups and everything. Davy Jones up in here. <laughs> he's got a fish bottom, though. <laughs> and so he, he kind of starts swimming towards you. And That's when gross. you get maybe 10 feet away, Dylan says, again, the voice emanating from his throat, he says, Everyone, this is Cetus. He knows many more things than I. I bow. Likewise. Korath does as well. He's actually, even for a uh, merfolk, which is what he is, uh, he actually has a little bit of a hunch to his back because he's older. Um, he's not as streamlined as you guys. I'm mer, mer, mermaids, mer people is like very common knowledge. Like that'd be like an arcana roll of five. You know what I mean? So <laughs> crit fail. <laughs> anyway, uh, he he. Okay, Korath would know. Okay. Yeah, really, you, know, you never know with Korath. I was joking when I said five. Honestly, it's like it's like a two. So unless you actually crit failed, which I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. So. No, I I would if I rolled a if I rolled a two, I I, I would have failed it. Well, because okay. I have a negative one. <laughs> so. You hear Cetus say in some language that none of you recognize, he says a bunch of words and kind of looks from face to face. And then he goes, and, he's, and his voice is a little older. <laughs> um, and, he, and he, so then he, after he tries a string of words, he goes again in a language that only people that speak primordial, which I think is only Brimley. Could I hear a, bunch a couple of you words? Catch a spattering of words, which sound like how. And this one, Brimley, you hear it as, and what about this one? Anybody? Oh! No. Well, Brimley's going to, like, raise his hand, but he, there's no air bubble. I think he's going to, like, point at his mouth and, like, his ears and be miming, like, I understand you, but I can't talk. Oh, this is difficult. <laughs> Windar is going to try to convey. He sees what Brimley's doing. And he looks at him, looks at the old man, looks at the, the other Merlfro, uh, the other Ganassi, and his head is like, in his head, he says, well, if I don't screw this up, he messages, uh, he, he messages the old man, mm-hmm. well, the, uh, what's his name again? Cetus. 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 He, he, put, he puts his hands out as in like a, a, a non-threatening gesture, I, I get what but trying try to point, and he, and he communicates to him. Your Excellency, if you don't mind, if I, tr- if I speak to you this way and act as interpreter for now. He hears a bunch of voices in his head. And like, window. And like, kind of like looks around at the four of you. Window's like mouthing he like. He sees your hands and he goes, oh. Um, and then he looks back at Brimley and he says, I don't know what he just said. And you hear, you hear a conversation occur between uh, Dylan and Cetus, where Dylan suggests, you know, let's let's find an air bubble. And so cool. you, again, you just kind of go back the way you came. Uh, Cetus moves very slow, <laughs> very 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 slow, so slow that he like uses his arms to like help him swim, <laughs> even though like a merfolk should like be pretty quick with just their tail. 
and they kind of lead you back to the the portal. That was the only on on the way. That was the only bubble. That was so when you were like when you first landed, you saw bubbles kind of in the open ocean. Right. You there. You saw no bubbles in the kelp forests. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought yeah, they were. Actually, I thought they were like all over the place. Yeah. No. No. There's. They're not that frequent. Unofficial geography. Where we were is the Valley of a Thousand Languages because there are air bubbles there. <laughs> Unofficial canon. Thousand languages. Just I don't know because oh, people okay. can speak in them. Windows naming stuff. Yes. <laughs> so when, Cor- when Korat does the map, he's like he's got the names for everything. Yeah. And that's the shiny thing. And that's the. <laughs> I call that one the wall that hurt my leg. <laughs> so, my leg. The ouch wall. The ouch, the ouch wall. So okay. Dylan, Finn, and Cetus begin to swim towards the air bubble. This time, as Finn and Dylan are swimming, they actually each grab part of Brimley's. A shirt ah, or cloak or whatever he's ah. wearing, and they actually just pull you up with them. Thank you. And you all. That should help us all, though. What? That should really help us all. Because he's connected with a rope. You know what I mean? Oh, so they're nice. basically they're oh. basically like helping us all. Like, I guess that's true. So the only the only person I do need is I'm going to ask Korath to roll a athletics check again. Right? Can would the DC have gone down? Since I'll let you roll. I have it's still buoyancy. a 13. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you roll with advantage. Could I get water sacks from other people just so I have like all these balloons on my shoulders? You could do that. You could, you could do that. A bunch ca- of floaties. Just to counteract my armor. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. I hate these big dice. <laughs> That's why I love them. 12. That one's a 12. That one's a 12. Okay, so that's a, that's a 20 athletics. Yeah, you're good. Okay. You make it up. Korath is athletic. So you, you all crest the surface of the bubble. Cool. You're all inside it again. So Brimley's going to look at Cetus, and in Primordial, um, he's going to say, I'm sorry, I'm the only one that's fluent in, in this language. They all speak common. Uh, I the don't... only one with a bit of culture, huh? I, I'm pretty awesome. For a group of people traveling to elemental planes, you'd think more of you would have studied up on the language you, of the people. You, you'd really think so? But these are guys just, just slacking. That was super meta. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you don't know what he's saying. I know, but I'm just apologizing because I, I, I would know it's primordial, right? That's true. I tried to learn. I'm not too good with books. Again, um, I don't know what yeah, he's saying. I, I don't, don't worry about him. So we're here because there's a bad guy from our material plane. Yes. Well, like years ago. And part of him got locked in here. And we're pretty sure he's trying to get out. And we wanted to kind of like swing by and just make sure he's okay you and lock in. You see understanding in his eyes. You know what I'm talking about. No, not at all. No, but I just saw it on your face. You're very passionate though. No, but you know, come on. We're here to help. We just want to make sure nobody hurts you guys. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so just to remind <laughs> you, nobody else thus far. Knows what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, you're just having a conversation yeah, of Laura the Mar and Cora the wind are just swimming. Korath is probably floating. Windar leans toward leans towards Lorthmar and he's watching Brimley's body language and the animation of his body. He's like, he's messing this up, isn't he? <laughs> we're, we're never getting out of here. <laughs> you roll me a perception check. I don't know what's going on today. It's a nine. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear that. With you. You don't hear that <laughs> conversation. So, so Brimley's gonna kind of try it from like an angle. He's like, they, they, 
the guy, he might break out of the cell. And if he does, he's going to come to our plane and hurt a lot of people. But he's going to hurt a lot of people here first. Oh. Yeah, I still got nothing. I Brimley, can you ask him if there's any... Uh, well, you don't you don't know what Brimley's yeah. learned at this point. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But I'm but just talking to Brimley. Right. I'm just talking to Brimley. Can you ask him about... Did you mention the cage? Like, can you ask him, like... Is there anything, is there anything magical element that shouldn't belong here? That is, is here, it, it, it's, it's here, it's here. Let me, let me try it. It, it, it. We know it's here somewhere. Uh, so my big friend here, he just, he just wants to know if there's anything that maybe somebody else put here that doesn't really belong here, like some like magical thing. I was gonna, um, while, while he's talking to, this guy and they're having this conversation. I'm gonna keep to continue talking to Windar and just, um, do you do you remember the last time we went into one of these planes? Yeah, it was a forbidden area. It's probably a forbidden place here. Well, we entered one plane, but had to travel to another. Mm. No, you didn't. Yeah, we entered the plane of air, yeah. and we had to travel to the plane of earth, which is the no, no. That didn't happen. It was just a prison. It was a prison in the plane of air. So it was an earth prison in the plane of air. Yes. Okay, so then we're looking for a fire prison. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Jeremy has known what's been going on for is the last there, seven months. <laughs> from, my, from my understanding, we like traveled Earth's like... on the opposite ends of the multiverse. There was really nothing about... Right, that's what I was... No, it was just that it was a earth... It was a, I, 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 we had to travel like up, so I was like, oh, I think we went to another portal or something. No. Uh, no. Okay. There was oh. shapes. <laughs> so I'm going to answer your question. Okay, really, while while Brimley's saying all this and, and getting this information from the guy or lack of information, can he like tell if the guy is maybe not being truthful with him? You can roll me an insight check. Cool. I quit. Um. Oh wait, I have pretty good insight. Uh, it's a fourteen. You wow. believe that he is being truthful. Cool. You're convinced right. of that. So you mentioned to him the fire cage. Yeah, I, I said, like, you know, just a magical place that maybe shouldn't he belong He says, here. well, I wish I could be more help. You're the first of your kind I've seen in a very long time. I'm surprised. To be honest, I'm surprised these two didn't kill you when they saw you. <laughs> but all I know is that anything in the plane of water, that's where we are. Uh-huh. We, we call this Aquatoria. That, that's a good name. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything that's here that's not supposed to be here is in the abyssal zone. Oh, well, that, that sounds scary. very dark, and yeah. there's no light at okay. all. That, it, that's, it's very scary. That's probably where we're supposed to go. I would imagine so. Um, I will say, little, what are you? Me? Like, yes. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a gnome? A, a gnome. A no- it's not like I wrote it down and showed it to you. I'm a gnome. A gnome. Gnome. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, I will say that going to the abyssal zone is, is paramount to suicide. Do you, uh... The people don't go down there. Do you have, like, anything that might, like, help us out? Or, do you know... Like, well, I don't, but we're very simple folk out here. Yeah? Yeah, we're, these, we're mostly kelp farmers. Uh-huh. And or harvesters, really. It yeah. grows on its own. Right. <laughs> and fishermen. Yeah. But 
if you were to go to more civilized areas, then, oh. then yes, you would. I do mean, you, you're going to probably find stuff. Would you be able to help us, like, maybe get passage to one of those areas? Like, who would we be talking to over there? Oh, so let, let me tell you some stuff. Do you want to fill these in? Because I'm sick of the stupid expressions on their faces. Oh, Crash sure. Just give, me, give me a second. Okay. I fill them in. <laughs> um, okay, so... Do it for real, though. Okay, so here's the deal. These guys don't really know a whole lot. There's a place here, really dark and scary, probably there. It's a, it's a forbidden, forbidden area. Yeah. I look at, at Lorthmon and go, there you go. So, <laughs> so there's other people somewhere around here that might know more about it. And I want to see if they can, like, get us to those people. How far away are they? Hold on. How far away are they? In primordial. Ah, yeah, so it depends on who you're going to go talk to, I suppose. So there's, there's uh, two, two people that you could go to. Dos. So most of the denizens of... I use that term affectionately, by the way. Most of the denizens of uh, Aquatoria, they live in the city of Glass. That's where the merfolk, the water ganasi, the fishmen, they live there. That's one place you could go. They might know more information. Cool. They may even have a way for you to get down there. Cool. Without being torn to shreds by giant sea monsters. Uh-huh. The other place you could go, though, and I don't know if I would recommend it, uh, but the Citadel of 10,000 Pearls, that's where the Merid live. The Merid are uh, water, very powerful water spirits in their council they pretty much make all the rules for Aqu- Aquatoria. Okay. Uh, would they you, think they're our kings. Would you be able to, like, get us there or, or give us passage or anything? Oh, no. We, we, we don't go out of here. We're freshwater creatures. Okay. Do, could you, like, give us directions that way? Well, well I want you to look, look that way. And he points towards the, uh, the floating chunk of earth. Really looks. In the distance. Roll perception checks. Everyone except Lorthamar. Because you already know this. <laughs> 14. Eight. <laughs> Brimley got a five, but he's just going to nod and pretend with gotcha. whatever they're saying. So in the distance over there, they're like, wait, they look a little bit like... Nope, he wouldn't know what rivers are. There are. In the distance over there, there are two currents. And each one of those currents will take you to one of the two places that you could go. And so if you hop in those currents and you're able to stay inside of those, that's the tricky part, let me right. tell you. Um, it'll take you directly to either the City of Glass or the Citadel of 10,000 Perks. Cool. Which one would take us to the Citadel? The Citadel, that's the one, I think, if you're looking right at it, it's the one on the right. All right, okay, cool. Uh, so Brumby's going to turn to everybody else. He's going to go, uh, so this guy says the only place we can go is the Citadel place, and we have to get in that right current. There's only one place, okay. Then that's all we can go to. Cool. That's it. I mean. That's all he's got, man. It's a, it's a huge. That's, that's where all, like, the knowledge is. Oh, all right. I don't, I've never trusted Brimley in a charismatic situation. I'm rolling an inside check. <laughs> I've never in my life ever trusted Brimley to lead a conversation. Ever. That's true. Okay. <laughs> so Lord of the Mark can just always be like, I want to see if Brimley's lying. Roll with disadvantage. That's fine. Am I rolling a 
Uh, you're going to roll a bluff check. You are lying. Deception? That's yes. awful. What the hell? Get him out you're now, probably, man. You probably beat mine, though. Get him out I now. I got a three. Oh, I got a five. <laughs> so, Lord of It's a really awkward I conversation. a single check. Where, like, the dice roll has been over a 10. Lorthamar feels as if Brimley is lying. But no. I don't know that you could prove it, but keep going. What, what are you not telling us, Gnome? Oh, well, okay. So here, here's the thing. Is he says the people there aren't super friendly, and they're kind of like, like they think they're better than everyone else. So is there a place where people aren't like that? We're here. I'm going to persuade Brimley. Uh, Wait, what? Um, <laughs> you believe Brimley? Okay. I mean, no, believe, I mean, no. You believe? You believed him? All right. Yeah. All right. Because I was going to say he's no, still you, he's still not sold because it's so huge. Well, uh, you didn't make any notion of that until after Lorthmar had already done his thing. I. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I just I say okay. And I just <laughs> we we have to move on. So. Uh, that was easy. I guess we must go to the Citadel. How do we get there? Do we like get like seahorses? I can't get mine because he's taking care of Toko. No, we just got to get in that current. And he says it's hard to stay in it. So we have to, I don't know what that means. What is it? Wait, when you say that, you know, you got to really try to stay in the current. What does that mean? Well, before, so as you were saying that dealing who's also in the air bubble, says... Oh, he speaks. ...in common, why would you choose the Citadel when you could go to the City of Glass? Windar turns around <laughs> and glares at Brimley. <laughs> what? Yeah, I give, I give the... Can I roll for a death stare? Is that possible? <laughs> the Merid of the Citadel are not very agreeable. The Merfolk and Fishmen and Ganassi of City of Glass are... Oh, okay. Very but, but listen, none of this has been easy, so the easy path just seems kind of like a waste of time. But such odd logic. But we're in a magical place with, and there's a magical city of nice people. I want to meet some nice magical people. <laughs> <laughs> you can't blame me for that. Because we've met a lot of magical, no, not nice people. No, Windar, you know, we'd all prefer the aggressive, I am better than you types, wouldn't right. we? see, he gets it! Um. <laughs> I can speak! I don't know, that's good. What a good laugh. Um. So, Finn, Finn, the younger the of the one, two, yeah. uh, speaks up for the first time. And... He says, "You, to, to Dylan, you should, you should tell them. How will they pay for anything?" And Dylan looks, uh, just goes, "Oh, yes, we. I know. I've I've heard rumor and legend that in your world, outsiders, you use little shiny trinkets. Oh yeah, as currency. Yep. That is worthless here in Aquatoria." I feel like because they're somewhere, somewhere else, they'd be so tr- like, super rare and maybe worth a lot. No. That's the opposite of worthless. That's worthful. Right. So, you know, can I buy your town with, 
with this piece of copper? What use do I have for a piece of copper? Windar puts his hand on Brimley's shoulder. Now it's a persuasion. Okay. <laughs> uh, 15 to persuasion. And... What does he, he say? And then it, you can roll... It's wise not to treat native people like idiots. I agree. Because <laughs> <laughs> he said you know, that out loud. And if you look over at uh, at Cetus, <clears throat> he's kind of just like rocking his head back and forth <laughs> as if he's got some like tune in his like head. <laughs> that came from a very... Is it the age of Aquatorius? What? The age of Aquatorius? Never mind. I'm sad you guys didn't get the Age that. of Aquarius, guys. Come on. Um, no, I I flashed back to Native Americans buying and well being yeah. sold for twenty four dollars. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's why. Um, beads. Yeah. Um, so Brimley's just kind of gonna nod and be like, "Yeah, yeah you're, you're right." We we use these, and he pulls out like a string, and on this string are gold monarch sized sand dollars, hmm. like the actual creature. But they look dead. And so he's got a string of about 20 of them. And he goes, you will, you'll need these if you wish to purchase or convince anyone of anything. This is, this is all I have. And he reaches out and hands it to Brimley. Brimley's going to take it, but like hold it at arm's length and be like, We can't take your life savings, man. Uh, if things are as you say... My life savings are worth the world not ending. We, we appreciate that. Uh, and we will do our best for you and your people. Korath is going to take out one of this his... This is all in common, by the way. Kor- yeah, uh, Korath is going to take out one of his... Uh, his they're, uh, they're harpoons, actually. So they're like... It's like small metal handle mm-hmm. yeah, with yeah. like metal, with like yeah, a metal, metal shaft. I noticed that, your, what, that your, your tools were made of shell and bone. Would this, uh, would this spear of metal be useful to you? Hashtag rust. Uh, <laughs> Dylan grabs the harpoon, and he looks at it, and he hands it to Finn, and he says, My nephew will train with this, and become a warrior, and become a powerful new chief. Uh, and that has one of my ropes on it, too. Okay. Um... We thank you for your generosity. Before you go, I will add this. If you go directly to either the City of Glass or the Citadel of 10,000 Pearls, you will not have enough sand dollars to purchase any means to reach the Abyssal Zone. There are places to stop along the way, there is much to adventure. I used to adventure when I was a boy, before my daughters were born. But alas, recent uh, goings-on have trapped me here in my village. So... Do... I, I have an idea? Yes. Do you want to go for one last ride? <laughs> you make it sound so ominous. No, but I just mean like, like one big and then you, you, know, you go home and you're stuck there for the rest Sadly, of your life. Sadly, I could not leave my daughters here what? alone. You made the right call. What about that guy? He's going to point at Finn. Finn is not yet ready to assume the mantle of chief. 
no, but this is like a test. Make sure he can handle it. Window steps in the middle and goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. Swims. Wimbly. Okay, swims, swims. Okay. <laughs> Wimbly. Your heart's in a good place, but think about it. Look what happened to Korath. Okay, he lost a leg. Can this they're they're he's he's young. He's very young. Hold on one second. What has been going on? Do you speak gnomish? No. Damn it. I know draconic. I don't. Um I'm gonna answer the question Korath asked me. Okay. Lately some creatures from the deep, the abyssal zone, have been making their way into the light. And we've been we've suffered great tragedy as of recent days. How long has this been going on? Uh only about a month. Month? That word for roughly thirty days. You guys have teas? Of course. Cool. <laughs> That's neat. You guys have time? <laughs> That's cool. Oh, <laughs> uh, so when Brimley's not Brimley, when Windar tells Brimley that like, you know, remember what happened to Korath, Brimley's gonna say real quiet. Like so quiet that Windar can barely hear it, if he can hear it at all. And he's gonna say That that was my plan. And we don't have to lose anything. Oh gosh. That's so morbid. <laughs> um okay, if you really don't want anybody to hear that, but you're saying it like out loud, you have to roll so quiet. Above our a passive stealth. perceptions. Right? A yeah. stealth above our passives? Good luck. Now I'm really scared. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Gotta. You made that bed. What's a 9 plus 3? 12? I hear it. Likewise. Well, would it be our passive or would we... Passive. Yeah, 12. 12, 12 they is all mine. hear you say... Fourteen. Like everybody or everybody. just these guys? Oh, let me roll for... Uh, Everybody else. Why can I not roll today? Dylan doesn't hear. Finn hears. The old man doesn't hear you. He doesn't understand. Doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but Finn hears what you said. Is Brimley aware that he heard it? No. Does he say anything? No. All right. So Korath glares at Brimley. Brimley's going to ignore that and turn back to Dylan and say, Where have the, the big fish been coming from? Maybe we can help you with that before we go do our thing. From the deep. Like the place where we were going anyway? Yes. Oh, two birds, one stone, man. Cool. What is bird? Oh, you know, <laughs> you know how you have fish? Yes. Like, it's like the fish of the air. Hmm. Like in this bubble. Two fish, one fish spear. in air. Gross. Weird. They're like, they're these things called um, cheap cheeps that fly through the air. Oh, cheap cheeps. Yeah. <laughs> he gets cheap cheeps, not birds. Hmm. No. No, okay. Just he being nice. Okay. Cheap cheeps. Um, they swim in the air like how I'm like walking in this bubble. Your world seems like a mysterious and magical place. It's, yeah, it's pretty subpar. If, okay. you really, if you really think about it. So here's the plan. We're going to take care of our thing, but at the same time, we're probably going to take care of your thing. And then you guys will be cool. I, 
to guess. So, are we going to the city or the citadel? He he puts his hand on your arm, firmly, and again, uh, see, this is just. He puts his hand on your arm, and Finn kind of glares at him and you as this is happening. And Dylan says, I appreciate this much. We will not bring back the ones we lost, but thank you. We just want to make sure you don't lose anyone else. Sink down? All right, cool. Uh, As he starts to sink into the water, um, actually, no. Windar punches Brindley. Brimbley. I, I don't know what Brindley. Do you I, know what Brindley? I point at Finn. I'm going to point at Finn. I'm going to cast message okay. and say, I will not let that comment go unpunished. He looks at you and smiles, and his head breaks the surface of the water. Hey, uh, hey guys, uh, Windar here. Thanks for listening. Since all you guys are waiting for the next episode of Whatever happens to us, I don't even know half the time. You can visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where our usernames are GunnerDD, or check out our website at thisisgunnerdd.com. Cool. For real stuff, feel free to email us any questions, comments, or concerns at thisisgunnerdinfo at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Big bros. <laughs>